Uh, I don't know. I'm in a concrete room for uh, for this. So it's the soft room that they have him in today. Uh, <laughs> keeps him keeps him from himself really. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk some Preds. Let's talk some Preds with our good buddy Alex Darty. You can follow him on Twitter at Alex Darty One. Covers Preds for A to Z Sports. Alex, thanks so much for jumping on with us. What's going on, fellas? It's been a while. I'm glad to be back. Absolutely. I, I want to uh, find a way that you can just give me the UC Soros giveaway that you're doing right now. Is there any way? <laughs> I know. I get it. We're on, you know, talking to thousands and thousands of people right now, very open and public. How can I just get it? I I I am a man of honesty. I cannot I, I cannot be bought. I you your your odds are as good as everyone else's. So good luck to you. Uh, there you go. There's 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 the free plug. Go go check out Alex's Twitter if you want to get in on that one. Uh, so let's talk about the Preds. They're they're playing better. They're playing better. That's that is what you can say right now. They're at least winning matches. The last time we talked to you. Uh, they were kind of bouncing back and forth a little bit, but now these, uh, what, the last six, last seven, uh, picking up W's outside of one loss to the Blues. Yeah, they've, they've won five of their last six, and then in their in their last 20 games, they're, you know, performing at over a 100-point pace. So, like, if you were to extrapolate their last 20 games over an 82-game season, they'd be a 100-point team, which would put them in the playoffs. So, it, yeah, they have been playing better. And I think in particular, the last two games against Winnipeg last week, uh, which was a two to one win. And then two days later, Thursday against the Devils, a six to four win. The most notable things about those games were so in, in, in recent memory, some of the wins the Predators have had have been maybe winning ugly is a, a good way to term it. Like they've, they've kind of won, but not really played great. Uh, maybe UC Soros has stole a couple games for them. You couldn't say that about the last two games. Last week, they were the better team. I mean, they really were. Against Winnipeg, except for maybe one stretch in the first period, the Predators outplayed the Jets for most of the game in a low-scoring affair. And then in a high-scoring affair against the Devils, they come out, beat them 6-4, to four, and really looked like they were giving the Devils all kinds of problems. So it's a it's kind of a... a, a I, it's it's a trend in the in a, the right direction, I would say. Uh, you need to see a lot more. And here's the biggest thing: the Predators have built themselves a or dug themselves a, a rather large hole. They have to keep playing at least as good as this in order to really break through. Because the, you know the the way the hockey playoffs work, it's just get climbing the standings and in the points and the way it all works. It's very difficult when you are behind. So they have got to keep that pace and maybe even a little bit better in order to really get back into it. But, yeah, think, things are looking better. Halfway point of the season, uh, as I, I believe we're in till what, their next game is in the 7th, I believe, is what it is. Um, yeah. Where do you grade them so far on this point? You know, getting to where they are, uh, they're, they're middling right now. Where would you put them on, like, a grade scale grade of, of where they're at? Um, okay. So if we're talking like a, a, just a regular sort of college GPA, uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to reveal myself by saying what my college GPA was. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if Bruno wants to tell us what his no, was. No, me but, neither. Uh, me neither. He I'm went to Peabody, so it's all good over no, there. No, I didn't. Okay. I went to the College of Arts okay, and yeah. Science. We don't need to, we don't need, in there. We don't need to reveal that information at all. But 
I, I would give them like a 2.0. Like <laughs> they they are they are still in academic standing, but maybe not great academic standing, and and they are teetering on the edge of of uh, losing that scholarship. You know, I, I don't even know what scholarships you could have at 2.0, but you know what I mean. Like they're they're kind the of right scholarship. There. You know, <laughs> like that's yeah, what I think it is. They're 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 making the minimum minimum for the hope scholarship, but they're right they're right on the edge of it. So they've got to really they've got to really pound the books and and get some good scores on some tests in order to get that GPA back up to like a three point That's 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 where I put them right now. Talking with Alex Darty, you can follow him on Twitter at Alex Darty one. Bruno Reagan, what do you got uh, for Mister Alex? Alex, you I assume watch almost if not all Predators hockey games now. I wanted to ask you, are they, in your opinion, a fun team in the NHL? Are they a fun team to watch? Because as a Titans fan, the Titans are not fun for me to watch just from a fear of football, like X's and O's standpoint. They're not fun. Are the Preds fun? And if not, what can they do to be more fun and effective? I think that's been the complaint about this team this year uh, is that they have not been fun to watch. Um, I think that that was the thing about last year's team that was actually – the, that, the last year's team was fun to watch because you had the emergence of Tanner Janot, Jakob Trennan, Colton Sistons. That line was just like it, it, just so entertaining to watch. They were knocking guys off the rink. I mean, they they were they were incredibly fun to watch. And then they also had two forty goal scorers. They had Roman Yossi, nearly a hundred point season. So last year they were incredibly fun to watch. This year it's like the polar opposite. They can't score. They can't play defense. Every now and then the, the goaltender steals the game for them. And those guys I mentioned before, Tanner Janot, Jakob Trennan, Colt Zissons, that line has not really been a factor uh, this year. So I, I would say no. They're not a very fun team to watch right now. Uh, however, winning is fun, right? I mean, we all know that. Winning is fun. And if they can get on a roll and just start winning more games, I think I think people will enjoy it a little bit more. And and they're going to need some of the young guys to really give this team a reason to for people to go out there. I mean, guys like Cody Glass, who I've talked about, Yuso Parsonen. Uh, th- those those players are important for bridging a new kind of level or sort of next step of this team because you know people are tired of seeing the same names. Yep, Ryan Johansson didn't score again. M- Matt Duchesne, he's struggling. Philip Forsberg he scored, but you know what what else can they do? They they need some new blood. They need some new activity on the ice in order to really get uh, people back interested in the game. Sounds like they should have figured out the Tolvanen puzzle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was probably crazy from what I hear. Yeah, well, one of the one of the biggest missteps of David Poyle. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's like kind of baffling. I mean, and, and it's probably unfair to say it's only on David Poyle because it wasn't just him. I mean, I think it's pretty clear John Hines didn't really believe in him as a as a as a player in his system. So it's kind of on both of them. But uh, yeah, no, Ellie Tolvanen is kind of crushing it over there now. He is still a kind of one-dimensional player. I don't know how many of the goals he scored now over there, but I, I think almost all of them have been power play goals, which, I mean, it, the Predators would take right now for sure. But, um, yeah, I think so only oh, only a couple of the goals he scored there have been power play goals, so I'll take that back. But um, he's he's obviously found something good in Seattle, and uh, his usage is kind of similar in terms of ice ice time. So, yeah, that – one of the biggest missteps from from Poyle, the Poyle Hines era, by far, and that list just keeps getting bigger. Uh, I mean, just bigger and bigger every day. Talking with Alex Darty, follow him on Twitter at Alex Darty One. 
uh, also known on this show as the White Dragon. <laughs> uh, yes. So, Alex, what you know, we're getting up March, beginning of March. We'll get the trade deadline. We're coming into February. Is there any news that you think will pop off with the Predators from now to that time in the tradescape? And what would it be? Yeah, I mean, I, I do not think I, – I personally think they, they will not make a, a, a very large move at all. Uh, I think that if they do anything, they will uh, buy something very small and, and not spend a lot for it. And if they sell, I mean, I think there was a thought that they were going to sell maybe Dante Fabro. They were going to trade Dante Fabro away. But now Alex Carrier, the other sort of half of that young defenseman puzzle, has is injured. And you don't know when he's going to come back. So I don't think they're going to do that. And especially if they start winning, they're not going to trade. They're not going to sell totally. Um, and they're certainly not going to sell any of their bigger pieces. I mean, Mikhail Granlund, there was talk of Ekholm. There was talk of... Uh, of even like Johansson or something that, that's none of that's going to happen, but you know, they could buy something small. I mean, last year they bought uh, a, a defenseman, Jeremy Lozon, who's now signed to an extension for a second round pick. I could see something like that. Uh, are you excited for uh, the all-star event here and what it's having a couple days? Uh, n- I, I'm going to be honest. No, I am not excited. I don't, I, I just generally, kind of despise any all-star games and uh it just i think all of it is so mind-numbingly boring to me i i'm sorry i just i just can't get into it it's just like can we just skip this and go to the real thing give the players a week off and then we'll just come back and play the real games yeah who's the only the only pred that got in right is uc yep yeah uc soros what does that tell you about this team i mean it just it, it it's it's bread you know what i mean like you might like it. You might be friends of it or something. You might want to <laughs> eat bread every once in a while, but you got to put it with something else to make it really interesting. It's like, I, I don't know what it is. I feel like mediocrity, and this kind of goes to a bigger point, I guess, Alex, than just predator hockey, but mediocrity is just the worst. I'd rather you be the lowest of the low or the best of the best. I, I feel like where they are right now, it just feels like they're in purgatory in the next couple of years. Yeah, they'll get some wins here and there, but it's it's not going to be anything that is going to replicate what the last you know the last half ten years ago was for this team. Yeah, I'm, well, just first of all, the the, the NHL All Star Game is a little different than others. You know, basically every team gets at least one, mm-hmm. and and so UC Soros being the only representative for Nashville, uh, I would I wouldn't have been shocked if if that rule wasn't in there, they might not have had anyone in this uh, in this All Star Game. Uh, and it's you know it's it's a little different uh, because of they play three on three now. It's not a full roster or anything. They just do like a three on three tournament. But um, okay, so me- mediocrity. I mean, like that that has been the the dangerous word for for Predators fans uh, for for several years now. And it's why I think that you know the David Poyle era is just like it. it we're just waiting for it to end, and who knows if there's going to be any prize at the end of it. I mean. He has been an amazing uh, general manager for the Predators from the beginning, and has been, you know, has been an institution in this city for so long. But institutions often need to be, you know, revamped and revisited and updated. And I, I, I just think it's past time, and 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 we need to see someone else in charge, someone else run the show. Uh, and it personally, I have nothing against John Hines. I think John Hines is a pretty good coach. I don't know his ceiling, but I really think it's all about David Poyle. And that's where 
this sort of mediocrity has has set in over the course of the last six years. Uh, my my producer Devlin wanted me to throw this out here. Uh, they need to tank for uh, Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. Bedard. Um, I knew I said yeah, his name not- wrong. He wrote it down, and I was like, I'm going to say it wrong. I just know it. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Tanking is not going to work because, first of all, you're not going to come close to the amount of uh, to the odds that a Chicago or an Anaheim uh, are going to get to. So, like, you you you're, you could tank uh, and get close to that. I mean, if they somehow landed the number one pick in the draft, that would be – I mean, honestly, it would change the franchise because Connor Bedard is insane. He is a – he is a changing – he is an Austin Matthews. He is a Connor McDavid. Maybe he's not Connor McDavid, but he is definitely an Austin Matthews uh, a a Jack Eichel type, like a really incredibly skilled offensive player. It's not going to happen. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, it's not going to happen. They're not going to get Connor Bedard. It's there's just no way they're going to they're going to be too good this year to not finish in a lottery pick. And even if they do finish in a lottery pick, the odds of them getting the number one spot are just so low. So I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, there you, there you go, Devlin. So let's do this, Alex. You're your GM, your president. They they put you in. This back half of the season, what what is it you're doing? What is day one? Alex, the white dragon, is coming out, and he's blowing his flames all over the Predators. What is it that you would do? Uh, well, the first would be call up Philip Tomasino. Get him out of Milwaukee. He, has, he does not need to be there. Bring Philip Tomasino up. Probably going to have to cut Cole Smith. I, I, I know Cole Smith is a divisive figure. He's a good, he's a good player, a good guy, but... He doesn't need to be in the roster over Philip Tomasino. So that's job number one. I would also probably trade Dante Fabro, even with the injury to Alex Carrier, because you're going to get something out of him. Turn that into a draft pick. Uh, maybe maybe figure out a way to improve your power play at the deadline. I don't know. Maybe go trade for an Ellie Tolvanen over in Seattle. I hear that guy's pretty good. Mm. Uh, or or <laughs> And then probably after that, I would probably ser- I would seriously look at revamping how you are approaching uh improving your roster and and figuring out okay we have some contracts that need to be moved can we move those in order to get some better younger talent maybe move a Mikhail Granlund who is underperforming maybe even move Ryan Johansson who's been underperforming for a couple years uh yeah I mean there's a lot of work to be done I I think you got to use the pieces you have in house you can't get you can't get complacent with just the same group in there all the time uh, find a way to get younger players in these positions because hockey these days is a young man's game. If you're 26 years old and you haven't made it, you're not going to make it. You got to be 22 and making it in, in, in today's NHL. Uh, you have my full uh, okay on just taking that and making it into an article because it sounds like that would have been a great article for you to just dive <laughs> into. Uh, you, Alex Darty is the GM of the Preds and my first, my first job. And just, there you go. Just list it all out during these, during these no play times. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah. No, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to, uh, to, to say that I should, I should be in charge, but I do think that there's people out there with good ideas. And I think that's another thing about, about Poyle. Like, you know, you have the same guy in charge. He thinks that his way is the best. Get some new blood in there. I mean, I, I'm I'm one person, but I guarantee you there's other people who have even better ideas than I do. So it, it something has to change. I don't know. It just feels like there's the the day's going to ha- it's gonna happen. I mean, David Poyle will one day not be in charge of this team, but it feels like that is the the ball and chain that is just holding them down at the bottom of the riverbed right now. That's just where yeah, they I, are. Right. I, I would agree with that. And and it and it takes players, you know, 
Think about the, the time that, that you're wasting watching Roman Yossi, an incredible talent, Philip Forsberg, UC Soros. These are incredible talents that on any other team would be, you know, probably lauded with the best of them, right? And maybe even winning cups. You know, are, are, are these are the talents of these players, th- to say nothing of, of Pecorine, I mean, the greatest player in franchise history, I mean, that guy didn't get a, a chance to, to hoist the Stanley Cup. And, and could, if someone else had been in charge, could we could we be talking about Stanley Cup winner Pecorino? I mean, just things to think about. Like the, it's it's a it's really it, it is important. These are the players that people come to see. People want them to succeed, and you need to have the right people in charge to put them in the places to succeed. Alex, thank you so much for jumping on with us, man. We always love having you on for our weekly Predators discussion with you. A great knowledge base right there. If you're not following or you're wanting to get following on somebody daily, go check our buddy over there at Alex Darty one on Twitter covers Preds for A to Z Sports. Thank you so much, White Dragon. You guys are the best. See you later. White Dragon has now flown away. We always appreciate White Dragon him. out. White Dragon.